0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports, Minnesota. Got a loaded show for today. Damian Johnson, Gophers basketball great, is going to join us. He's the high school basketball coach at Benil St. Margaret, but also Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has kind of wanted to get the media off his back. He doesn't want to be a distraction all season. So he did something that is more Kirk-like than I can even imagine. And hopefully the people will give him credit for this. But We'll talk about that coming up next on the Ron Johnson show.
1: Locked on sports, Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson show on the field in the broadcast booth ron johnson is minnesota sports he's played with them hung out with them and grown up with all the big names in minnesota sports they're hanging out with ron johnson it's the ron johnson show on the locked on sports minnesota podcast and it starts now
0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Ron Johnson Show and I'm your host Ron Johnson on Locked On Sports Minnesota. We're just going to jump into this, uh, but remember, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com backslash locked on to get started today. Sam Ekstrom is my producer. He's going to join me on the show. We're going to jump right into this. I, I tease Kirk Cousins. I'm not going to even draw it out for you people. Uh, I'm not going to keep you waiting any longer. Kirk Cousins, this is what he said. He won't be discussing his contract until March with the Vikings, which means after the season. Are we watching Kirk's final year in purple? That's the question of the day. Is this Kirk's final year? I'm going to let you start, Sam. What do you think?
2: Well, this is what I've seen in the past, Ron. When players are about to hit free agency and they say, we'll discuss my contract after the season. And when free agency is offering them, millions upon millions of dollars to play elsewhere. It seems rare that teams circle back to where they were before. Now mm-hmm. with Kirk, I think it's maybe a little different. I think Kirk likes having continuity. I think he likes having roots. I don't think he wants to go from city to city. I think he'd prefer to, to be a Viking for a long time. And he said that. Um, but the question is, is it mutual? Will mm-hmm. the Vikings want him back at that point? Because they're doing everything they can Ron, to, clear cap kind of kind of paved the way for maybe a rookie quarterback to take this thing over so i tend to think it is i tend to think it's it is his last year for for a couple of those reasons uh what's your take on it
0: i think it's going to depend on where the vikings finish this season I'm, i'm completely honest if the vikings make a run i mean deep like nfc north championship game here's the problem you're not going to have an early first round pick. So you're going to have to make a lot of decisions to get up to 20 to maybe get a JJ McCarthy. <clears throat> maybe, and maybe we're holding JJ McCarthy too high. Maybe he is a bottom, like, you know, bottom of the, like Lamar Jackson, Teddy Bridgewater type that can come in and be a starter and be very good for you. Uh Lamar Jackson. Great for you. Uh Jalen hurts. Second round for you. Uh Dak Prescott, fourth round for you. So it doesn't matter. Uh Tom Brady, six round for you and Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant for you. So, Finding a quarterback is not always about the first round. Uh, I, I guarantee, and I have not had time, maybe uh, like I'll be on the plane to Colorado, um, which is a decent flight. I know I'm going to watch some movies because i got some movies I haven't seen yet because I know, Sam, that's not what you do on the plane. Uh, but like Creed Three, <laughs> I haven't Crossword seen puzzles. it. I'm ready for Creed Three. I haven't seen that yet. Fast and Furious Ten have not seen that yet. Um, there's There's a couple movies that I have not seen that I'm holding off on. Uh, Cause I told my wife that I'm like, there's no point of us going to see these now or, or streaming them now. Let's just wait. We got a long flight. We both can share the iPad and have the dual headphone Bluetooth deal going and we can watch them. And so my other thing I might, maybe I'll research um, first round quarterbacks versus second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round quarterbacks. And who's had the better, like long-term uh, starting opportunities. Cause I, I, I think, you know, you're the Peyton Manning's uh, the drew Breeses uh you're gonna find more Dak Prescott's Russell Wilson's in my opinion maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm just captive of the moment right now with Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy and Tom Brady but I do feel like um there's a lot more first round bust and maybe because they're showing us those guys hey look at all these first round picks at quarterback that did not make it um they're not telling us like, look at all these second third fourth fifth round quarterbacks that did make it and are now starters and got paid big money um But I personally feel like this might be the last year if it's an early departure, like if they are nine and eight, if they are not, if they're not, if they don't win 10 wins, if they don't win 10 games for sure is his last year, that's first. They have to win 10 games at least for them to feel like, okay, Kirk can get this done. We just need to get some more defensive pieces in this, in this draft. But if he doesn't win more than 10, I could see this being done. If they do have the pick, Maybe they do try to sign Kirk to maybe a, like, two-year deal knowing they're going to draft J.J. McCarthy. Uh, and there's some other quarterbacks, and I haven't gone through them yet, but that's just the first name that was thrown out. That's tied to him, 6'3", 200 pounds. It fits. Can move. Young. Uh, can maybe win you a championship on a rookie deal. That's what it's all about nowadays. Can you get a championship on a rookie deal? Because Joe Burrow, all these guys, you know, they're Josh Allen, their windows are closing, and now they're having to get big money, which means now there's not a money for the other positions. But if Kirk does go deep, NFC Championship, maybe Super Bowl. I can't see them parting ways with a Super Bowl, like losing quarterback or even a final four quarterback. That's tough for somebody to get you to the NFC Championship game, lose, and then you're like, we're done. Let's move on. But now I will say if it's a 41 donut or 41-7 type game, like the Eagles, I could see st- I could see them moving on. Like if they lose to the Eagles again 41 to 7, I, I could see them moving on from Kirk. Because I've told you this, Sam. I feel like this league is very Ah, uh, emotional decisions are made off emotions. Contracts are given off emotions. Stephon Diggs, seventy-two million—that was emotions. Now he deserved it, but it was emotions. That's where I think a lot. Josh Allen, you know, when they really wanted to pay him, you know, you think about that. Like, what did what 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 did that look like? You know, I, I think that's the key is how how do you not make an emotion like uh, Adam Thielen? His his big. I mean, yes, he's worth it. But If he wasn't a Minnesota guy, I don't see them paying him what they paid him 64 million dollars. Um, I don't see that. I, I, I think a lot of so there is some emotion in this. Um, that, that's what I think you have to understand, you know, with the the some of these contracts. And so Kirk Cousins, you lose the emotions go the other way. Oh, we're done, we're moving on, we can't do this. Joe Flacco, highest, you know, got the highest pick, won a Super Bowl. Emotions went to went to uh McDonald's right after, too. But uh, emotion. That was emotional pick or emotional contract for Joe Flacco, because now you look back on it, everybody's like, "Oh, that was a stupid extension. That was a stupid mm-hmm. signing. Joe Flacco wasn't worth that." But it was the it was the Super Bowl. He made some big time plays. He played out of his mind. So again, I, I could see them making an emotional contract offer to Kirk Cousins if he makes a strong run down to the Final Four and the NFC Championship. Um, but I do feel like signs pointing towards this is the last year for Kirk Cousins. Uh, but I, I do appreciate, and this is where I go with that, the tease. A lot of quarterbacks wouldn't have done that. They would have played that game where, like, they would have left the door open for their agent to talk to the team all season, all offseason. It becomes an absolute distraction because the media is going to ask every day, where are you guys at? Have you guys come to a conclusion yet? Do you, th- you know, four or five, what do you want? What, how long do you think you could play, Kirk? You're in your, you're, you're in your mid-30s. Do you think you could play the 40, 41, 42? Or do you think you're, you know, all that. Hey, I'm done till March. Now nobody has to ask. Nobody has to Now if somebody does ask, then it's a party file. And I hope every other reporter in that room says, dude, he said March. Like, March. We're going to talk about my contract in March. Let's go through this offseason. Let's play. Let's be ready for that. And I think that's the smartest thing to do for them. That's why I'm glad Kirk Cousins did it. Um, and, but we got to move on to Damian Johnson. Damian Johnson is going to join us. Former gopher basketball player, gopher legend, all time list of blocks, steals. He's up there. Just check him out. Uh, but we are going to have him join me on the hang around Johnson segment, but we have a
2: word from our sponsors. We're brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook today. It's the official Sportsbook partner of Locked On and you can race to FanDuel And get in on the action with baseball. Yes, the Twins are hosting the Red Sox tonight. Uh, Hasn't gone well for them. They'll try to turn things around at home, at Target Field. And you can bet the money line, the run line, the run total at FanDuel Sportsbook. New customers can sign up and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, don't miss your (coughs) chance. Uh, Join the crowd at FanDuel, everybody who's getting in on the fun. They've got great promotions. You get paid instantly. It's easy to use. FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: Well, for those that don't know, Damian Johnson played at the University of Minnesota, played overseas in Japan and Australia. But the biggest thing that you might not know about Damian Johnson is he's a high school basketball coach. And this is the reason why I wanted to get Damian Johnson on the show. One, he's a gopher. So come on, man. Uh, Two, he's a hooper. So I always love to chop it up with hoopers. You know, I'm a hooper at heart. People know that every time I get some football players on, uh, we talk a little hoops. Um, and so I might have to talk to Damien about that too. About uh, if he, if he, if his old school team were to go against some of these new school football players, so not basketball, uh, how would they handle themselves? We'll talk about that, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but Damien Johnson coaches at Benil St. Margaret's, and uh, I, I work for game one. Uh, we, we service them with their uniforms and apparel and equipment, and so it's kind of a cool relationship, but then. I was like, man, you know what? This this relationship, we can go further, man. Like, we, we just we just aren't gophers. You know, I just don't supply you uniforms and apparel, man. We can chop it up because we chop it up off camera all the time anyway. So I'm like, man, let's put this on camera. So Damian Johnson, man, thank you for joining me in the Hang Ryan Johnson segment on the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Uh, Question for you, starting out, man. You played high-level college basketball. You went overseas and played professional basketball. And then you came back and you coached high school basketball. And now you're at Benil St. Margaret's how hard is that for you to know cuz you know where you what you did to get there how hard is that sometimes to get those kids to understand this is what it's going to take to get there and you can see Im- immense talent uh you can see ridiculous ability but then they don't have that uh, you know that it that's going to get them there
3: oh man that's something that I deal with every day uh that's something I was discussing with them yesterday a little bit it's just i think a lot of kids and in- it's harder for me to realize right at this age, well, how I was at that age, but mm-hmm. a lot of kids who are uber talented, some, you know, the process sometimes comes easy and they don't realize how hard it's going to get once you get to the next level. Yeah. And in my opinion, my job as a coach is to kind of prepare them to, and, and give them all the tools to be able to be prepared to step in the next level, ready to go. But, Sometimes it's just hard to get them because everybody don't. And they got so many distractions now. Like I couldn't imagine having a phone in my hand that could I could research anything I wanted to uh, see anybody at any time I want just from a FaceTime call. So it's just it's a lot more that's, that's at the palm in their hands, but at the same time. I also don't fully remember. I know people try to push me to. My dad used to tell me to lift weights all the time in high school, and I never touched the weights. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it. So it's, it's sometimes it's easy to forget how you were at that age, but you do know you could kind of push kids and help them get to that next step early if they if they listen to the the feedback you're giving them
0: yeah and that's i think that's the key man it's them wanting to do it my dad was uh, i remember my dad telling me all kinds of stories about how he worked out and how hard he ran the hills and how he did this and i was blessed uh with friends like spice adams uh jeff mccall um they both lived not too far from me and so i would get calls every night like yo what time you want to work out because my dad would talk to them like my dad was a was not just my dad he was like he was a father figure to a lot of other men uh that I that I played with you know and so he he was my baseball coach he was a basketball coach for us. so he was telling all these kids like this is how you can get there he was a scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers so guys could see him scouting other college kids coming back uh you know wherever he would go he he was a regional scout for the Steelers and so what, what people don't understand is like Spice Adams would call me he'd drive up to my house idiot park on my grass get in trouble uh, but try to wake me up at 5:36 in the morning, and uh, I remember somebody else telling that story, and I had forgotten. I'm like, you know what? This idiot did drive on my front lawn. Like I couldn't imagine now, because now looking at my house and me as a parent, I wish one of my kids' friends oh my would brother. drive on my grass to pick my daughter up for softball. I would be like, if you don't get your tail off my grass right now, like. And so now thinking back to my mom, like Spice thought it was funny because he was a comedian always. Like people don't really like Spice didn't come become a social media comedian. Spice was always funny. Uh, but I could imagine because I hate when kids walk across my grass. Now uh, I'm that guy. I'm Stanley from uh, Friday. But you know, I, I I hate when kids walk across my grass. Uh, not my, in my front lawn. I mean, like not playing. If you're playing on there, out there with the kids, fine. But I'm just saying, like for no reason, you're riding your bike across. Like, dude, there's a sidewalk right there. Just stay on the sidewalk till you get to my driveway. Yeah. Um, so so <laughs> so, I, so I am that guy. So I couldn't imagine driving up. But we were we were blessed as friends to be able to push each other, and so you know, explain that to my daughter. But man, I see a ton of social media posts. But all the things, you know, your kids are doing now um, with all these extra camps and all this extra stuff. Uh, and, and that's tough because here's the thing. Not every kid is doing these like showcases and these camps. Um, not every kid is ending up on social media uh, where you as a coach can see the extra work. So how do players check in with you in high school, at least to let you know, hey, coach, I am putting in the extra work when you can't uh, directly do it for them?
3: Um. Well, I know like um, one of the biggest things I feel like is that I have a lot of good relationships with my players. So we message and everything. And for the most part, the kids going to let me know. And I get to see see the work. I always I joke around a lot and say stuff just to get a get a reaction and see how the response is. So a lot of stuff I'm just testing to see if they doing anything. And I will just throw something out there and see what someone how someone else respond and see how the player themselves respond to it. So for the most part, I know all my guys putting in extra work. We got a lot of guys that suggest they they're very hungry to succeed and get to the next level. And they're very talented and they got a lot of good support around them pushing them there. So it's me less worrying about them and more challenging them to take another step, go even harder or something like that. So that's most of the part because all these kids I would say at least 50 to 60 percent of the kids right now in high school who's train with someone. It's like a different back in back when I was playing, it was rare that you could work out with a trainer. Now they got so many, is so the market's so saturated, whereas they could work out at any given moment, moment with someone who's doing it. So a lot of these kids get extra work in just because they're trying to keep up with the Joneses.
0: And just for people to, to know, like, because a lot of a lot of coaches, and this is not saying I don't hate it, I do hate it a little bit. A lot of coaches um, that I run into, uh, people, period, they always they always want to, like I always say this, and Dame, you know this, man, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. And so you know where that's from. And so, you know, for all the Jay-Z fans out there, I live by that. And I, I always tell people that. You can tell me whatever you want about your career. You can tell me whatever you want about your circumstance or your coach or, you know, I had a knee injury or this held me back. But the numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. So for those who don't know Damian Johnson, because he's a humble dude, I'll give him that. 127 games at the University of Minnesota. Finished his career second in the Gophers all-time steals lift with 195 steals. Now, I mean, what are you? Six nine, six eight, give or take. 6'7",
3: six, 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 six,
0: Okay, but with shoes on, though, you like six eight. So for a guy that played a big role, because you were a big, you were kind of a wing, but a big. Yeah, okay. You had 195 steals, man. What as a as a guy at six seven, six eight. Maybe be an axe mortar to, to guard bigs and stuff like that. How how did you understand? Like, was it passing lanes? Was it just you had good hands? What 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 all led into that saying, you know what? Like, I'm not just a six, seven, six, eight big. I'm I'm gonna go after the ball too and get some steals.
3: Well, I mean, that's one of the one of the things growing up, I played a lot of different sports. So it's kind of they worked hand in hand, kind of some of the stuff I took from one sport to the next like timing. I played center field in baseball. It was easy for me to kind of play when I had to play half court and um, during the press. It was easy for me to read, you know, read the ball, read when somebody pitched it up the court. The other thing is I did a lot of film study. So a lot of the start times I was getting steals off just knowing the plays, knowing what's going to happen and just baiting somebody into throwing the pass. Um, like I always played football. I play either in the in a I played free safety at one point in our defense end, so I just always, always just kind of was around stuff where I, I picked up little habits, and this kind of it kind of translated to basketball once I just put all my focus into that. And and the main thing though, I was able to play the passing lanes with my length, but I always kind of knew. I always was a step ahead of knowing the play where I could gamble, and even when I gamble, I just knew the next step on the next action. So I was able to recover from that too. I, as far as you know, finishing top two and, and stills, I was pretty high in blocks too, and that's just, <laughs> that just for me being able to use my length and timing and then recovering from that as well. So.
0: Yeah, we'll get a third all time on the Gophers blocks list with 191 blocks. So 194 steals, 191 blocks That's big time defensive stuff when a lot of guys uh, are so focused on their footwork in the offensive game. You see that now everybody's working on offensive drills. You don't you rarely and I mean rarely like never on Twitter or Instagram see people posting defensive basketball drills like you don't see these trainers posting defensive basketball drills, like how to get to the block, how to block without fouling, uh, how to steal a ball without pushing a guy over and reaching. Um, like you said, understanding footwork and being able to go with your left or your right to get a steal. You don't see people teaching that. You see a lot of people teaching all this crossover stuff, putting chairs there, throwing throwing darts at them so they had know how to dodge a dart with a ball in their hand. Like It's a lot of crazy stuff out there, but I, I will tell people, if you can play defense, if you can block, there's a spot for you on somebody's team. And uh, Damian Johnson's a testament to that. Also, top five Gophers all time in stats. And so, again, numbers lie. Or sorry, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. The numbers don't lie. Uh, the man did his thing at the University of Minnesota. So I hope when kids hear him, I hope when people hear this podcast and they're like, man, who is Damian Johnson? understand this man's for real like some people just don't get up there and post every day and they're not about that about what they used to do uh unless you see i, I do see damien and trevor and bakwa and these guys going at jordan taylor every once in a while uh but that's usually about it whenever there's a wisconsin guy in the building uh speaking of that man you're at Benil st margaret's home of jordan taylor he was on our show as well uh banil st margaret great wisconsin great uh plays overseas uh when he comes back i know he helps out every once in a while um you know how hard is that to not just like Go go at him about Wisconsin stuff.
3: Oh man, we to be honest, we're real cordial about it. It used to that's something we used to do a lot more. Definitely because he used to talk so much smack about Fleck and I used to <laughs> always, you know, I, and this. I'm glad to see the transition where we slowly starting to transition to be a better football school in Wisconsin, but. Yeah, so it's a lot more talking about other sports than
2: battles.
3: You know? <laughs> talk about the times we played against each other. If anything, we will talk talk a little bit about, you know, this year or whatever. But we don't even talk about the battles we had or anything.
0: And when you look at Coach Fleck, because you brought that up, I want to I ask you about that. Roll the boat, you know, when you're a gopher, I saw Lindsey Whalen. You know, she's was at football games. I see you guys show up every once in a while. Uh, when when Coach Fleck took over, roll the boat became a thing in Minnesota. Uh, how was that for you as just an alumni? Like, what did you think about the whole transition and then the roll the boat culture?
3: Um, just watching all of it just unfold, it's just been amazing. Just even looking at his recruiting class now, one of the things that's huge in Minnesota is keeping kids home and the mm-hmm. way he's keeping kids home, especially this year. You keeping all the top guys is that's amazing. And he just he's he's one he's a guy that knows his identity, he knows how to sell his identity, sell a program and the way he's building a program and getting us I mean, if you look at the last five this this is a time where we consistently have a chance to compete for the to go to the championship game. And, I mean, if we just take care of business versus Iowa, we finally could play in the Big Ten championship game. And I think, I mean, we're not far from taking the next step, but we've been consistent, and that's what I like to see. I thought during Mason days we were kind of consistent, but we were one step away from taking that next step. I think we kind of crossed that a little bit. Kill had us consistent, but we didn't take the next step. I think right now we're taking the next step, and I think we're going to just continue to grow from there. And I love that he loves – he embraces Minnesota. So that's the part that you got to love. And he just... He's what you want to represent the program, represent the school as a, back, a football coach.
0: Yeah, and talking about recruiting, keeping kids in Minnesota, uh, unfortunately, I got to say it. Uh, a kid out of Jefferson High School. Um, I know he's being recruited for football. P.J. Fleck was recruiting for football. Ben Johnson, not sure how that basketball relationship went, uh, but he chose the University of Wisconsin. You mentioned that you had hung with some Wisconsin coaches. Uh, but what is it about Wisconsin from a basketball standpoint? Because from a football standpoint, like you said, P.J. has nailed it down. Uh, and it wasn't Ben Johnson. It was Richard Pitino with Jalen Suggs mentioned that, that, oh, man, I was kind of in with P.J. Fleck with football, but I just didn't feel like Richard Pitino wanted me at Minnesota. Uh, we, we've heard I had Theo John on the show and Theo John talked about uh, uh, McKinley Wright's, you know, recruitment to Minnesota for basketball and how he ended up going to Colorado. Uh, Theo John, you know, had already kind of said, well, I'm not going to follow McKinley Wright. I'm going to go to Marquette. He said it wasn't up in the air that maybe both of them would go to Minnesota, but it never was really offered that way. Um, and then both of them became really good college basketball players, clearly. But when you look at the recruiting now, you, you still kind of see that inkling of, like, kids that you think should be offered, the kid from Wyzetta. Um, You know, you don't see those Minnesota offers being thrown out early. Like, PJ, maybe you have way more scholarships in football. We know that. There's about 88 in football, 85 in football. I think basketball has maybe 12 total or 10 total. I'm not sure how First. that works. Is it what, 13? yeah. And then you got to spread out the money. Maybe you can get eight fulls and then some halves. And um, and so when you think about those scholarships, you could have 13 scholarship players or you can have 10 and then spread out the rest. Um, you have guys already on scholarships, so you can't really offer another full X, Y, and Z. There's a lot of factors in this. But when you look at Wisconsin, again, constantly Jordan Taylor's now uh, – was it Daniel Freetag is his name? I think his yep. name, right? Um, going to Wisconsin. What is it about the Wisconsin program for basketball that continues to kind of cherry pick these Minnesota kids to come and it doesn't work. And I will say this to people, man, it doesn't work out for everybody. Cause I think it was what uh Kerwin. I think it was a kid's name or not Kerwin. He went to North Carolina. There was another kid from like Hopkins. Tonka went to Wisconsin and never played. And then he started transferring. Yeah. yep. And so, you know, it doesn't always work where you look at those same kids sitting on Wisconsin bench. Everybody's not Jordan Taylor. You go to Wisconsin, you might not play, but you go to Minnesota, you probably will get a chance to play because you're a hometown kid. If you were good enough, they're going to find somewhere to put you. Um, but what are your thoughts on that right now with Wisconsin?
3: Uh one of the things I, I could say that's probably the biggest factor is uh Wisconsin gets involved very early with some of those kids. And um uh, like Free I remember him going to the elite camp when he was a, a freshman or a sophomore and he got his first offer from Wisconsin. So that was huge. So mm. Being able to get in early, kind of, and you being the first, always just going to stick out to a kid. And the other part is, um, some of the kids—I mean, a lot of the kids from Lakeville North—and they just probably got a (laughs) a string—a stranglehold on on uh Wisconsin got a stranglehold on Lakeville North kids. So that's a different thing. But um, like free tag going there, and. There's a chance that uh Mac from Y Z goes there too. Those three played on the AU team together, so they just had a relationship. So it's kind of it's kinda something that's that's been in the works for a while. Just those guys like playing with each other and it's a relationship That's a relationship that's there that's gonna that's just kinda Wisconsin benefit benefit from me. but they also been involved with some of my guys and stuff in and, and my guys 2025. And we got one that's 2026 20, that they really like. So, they they work. Uh, Joe Krabinoff, He's we had phone conversations. They very, they they very work very hard to do what they do. And they understand, like, they might not get every top Wisconsin kid, but they're going to go to the next state over and try their hardest to build relationships with coaches and everything to get those guys. Um, ben, as far as Ben, I mean, Ben does build relationships and everything. He's been getting local kids. Mm-hmm. Not going to get all the top ones, but at the same time, the state of Minnesota basketball program compared to Wisconsin is a lot different. We're not coming off multiple years where we're in the top five of the Big Ten or anything. We're kind of still working our way back from the bottom.
0: Yeah, and what I mean, I don't know. And you, you brought up AAU. You brought up guys on AAU teams wanting to stay together, maybe, you know, doing a good job of recruiting each other. If the coach is like, hey, I offered you, you know, can you help me out with so-and-so? Uh, and you know this, the NBA is even the AAU-type atmosphere now where guys want to play with their boys. You see Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. You see LeBron James now trying to get Chris Paul uh, and Draymond Green to the Lakers. Like, you see a lot of this now. You see a lot of AAU-type, mentalities where you know it's not the Jordan days, the Isaiah Thomas days where look, I'm going to play with my team, this is my team I was given I'm, this is the hand I was dealt, I'm going to play it and I hate everybody else like if we end up teammates, great but I really don't like y'all um, you don't Um, have that right now, you don't have LeBron James hating Carmelo or Dwayne Wade because they're playing against each other for five years they are friends, they're boys uh, they grew up together and doing AAU because it is a different mentality now with this AAU basketball, Um, for Ben Johnson when you think about gopher's basketball and, and what the next steps are do you ever see an opportunity and i know you would definitely be a part of it but do you ever see an opportunity for a group of you kids from minnesota to all be offered And that's the problem is when you offer it i mean think about michigan with jimmy king and ray jackson theoretically a lot of coaches might not offer those two nowadays because they weren't like really 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 great you know like it would be like ah. Uh, I can save these scholarships for other guys. I do want Jalen Rose. I do want Chris Webber. I do want Jawan Howard. But do I really want these other two guys? Can you see a coach, you know, biting the bullet and saying, you know what, I would take all five of y'all if y'all will come now? Or is it just just too many opportunities now, like you said, with cell phones, social media, uh, for that to work now?
3: Uh, It just depends on the situation. Like right now, uh, we got Isaac Asuma and Grayson Grove. Who are both from D1 Minnesota AU? Okay. Yep, that's committed. But it depends on the team and the talent. I think right now, and also just it's a lot of factors in college basketball where we got the portal and and NIL deals where it's not just easy for to keep kids working together. As far as stuff become more individualized, even within that package deal, like you one isn't happy after a year or see something different, then they're changing out of it, and they're going to, you know, make their next move and try to find the best situation for themselves. So it's a lot harder to do, but it's still, it still happens a lot. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a lot of teams. It's, it's more now where sometimes the package is coming from you playing with one of your boys you did play, You would, but as juniors after both entering the portal at the same time, kind of less than – School's not recruiting as many high school kids as they were before.
0: Yeah, and and so, you know, thinking about recruiting, thinking about Gophers, you got to transition a little bit here. too quick before we get out of here. Um, Brian Johnson is Damian Johnson, head coach at Benil St. Margaret. But Gopher, uh, all-timer on the basketball list of scoring, Gopher hoops guy. Uh, You know, I've I watched a lot of old – because Trevor Mbakwe loves to post old stuff, whether it's, you know, somehow Damian Johnson ended up getting dunked on or something. I forgot what he tried to show me one day. Um, but I know Trevor Bakway is a, is a big time comedian uh, when it comes to stuff that happened in games. I know he's been caught slipping a couple of times, he said. Um, but when you look at gopher sports, you know, when you think about gopher's women's basketball, you think about, you know, uh, uh, Robertson, you, you think about Janelle McCarvel. And then, of course, everybody knows Lindsey Whalen. When you think about Lindsey Whalen coming back to coach, it was supposed to be a a good thing, which it was. Recruiting-wise, she had one of the top recruiting classes ever in Gopher basketball history. And then she's asked to be a consultant, not a coach. Because we do know this, just like Michael Jordan. Great players don't always make great coaches. Good players, solid players, make great coaches because they take to coaching. Great players sometimes just have it. Like, they just can do it. They just know it, and they don't know how to explain how they're doing it. And I don't know what the case is with Lindsay Whalen, but we know her recruiting class was ridiculous. Good. Maya Brown, all those other girls that came, uh, I think the new coach probably is going to take her team and create something special. And people have to give credit to Lindsay Whalen, which is one of the reasons the Gophers offered her maybe a consultant because they're like, man, this girl can recruit. She can recruit, but we got to get some wins on this court. Do you think uh, that weird feeling is going to go away eventually uh, for, for, for how the Gophers handle that because they tried to make it sound mutual and it wasn't mutual now that we're hearing that it was more so, hey, we want you to be a consultant, not a coach anymore. And Lindsey's like, look, just, just buy my contract out, I'm done. Um, do you think that's ever going to go away?
3: Uh, I think it's – I mean, I, I feel like the new coach, uh, we have some pretty good girls basketball players at Benil and talking to our girls coach, the new coach is doing a great job building relationships along okay. with, with – uh coaches and everything in the basketball community also um lindsey was a great a great recruiter it's just tougher to start your first coaching gig at, at the big 10 level because it's a lot of factors you're gonna be coaching against coaches who's who've been there been in those situations it's a lot of factors and i think her coaching Also, you got to understand the temperament of kids. Now, she was coming from playing, so she had rookies on her team and everything. But that's not always the same as coaching college kids. Right. right? It's a lot different. I think that was part of her transition as well. And I think it was just she was in a bad spot because she was trying to do a lot of learning on the job as well. She did a great job recruiting or getting players. I mean, it wasn't like we didn't have talent. It was just we didn't retain talent good enough, and that was one of her biggest issues. And I think as time passed along, I think eventually they're going to have to be able to mend the relationship with her if she felt slighted in some kind of way because she's a, she's one of the top players of all time in school history. Men are women. So you right. got to keep that relationship intact, and just we got to have her around because what she was able to do with recruiting and being able to sell – you know, following in her footsteps to to players is going to continue to help with recruiting.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Like she was thrown into the fire, baptized by fire. She had four McDonald's All-Americans that came to Minnesota, though, this past year. So clearly she was doing something right from a recruiting standpoint. I hope the new coach, I know she's, uh um you know, she's well known. You know, she's already gotten some girls that want to transfer with her to Minnesota. So maybe her her girls that were good there with the girl, the young girls Lindsay put together. Maybe this is an early package, and you know this. It only takes one or two players to really turn a program around in basketball. Football, that doesn't work so much, uh, but in basketball, for sure it does um and i think that's going to be the key like tim tebow it wasn't tim tebow right away it took tim tebow like three years to really get a stranglehold on the sec uh cam newton same thing it didn't happen to the end where he was the heisman trophy winner uh so it takes time when you have that one person michael vick it took him towards the end of his career those last two years he really took over um so again it's not like oh man we get this guy and we're just gonna kill it it doesn't work that way in football basketball yeah LeBron James could have went to any college and they would have been in the national championship or at least in the final four if LeBron James had picked a college back then, uh, which probably would have been Ohio State. Unfortunately, I hate that. Um, but speaking of uh, LeBron James and Bronny and, and, USC, and, L- and uh, UC- USC and UCLA, they're coming to the Big Ten. How excited are you to get USC versus Minnesota basketball, or UCLA versus Minnesota basketball from a fan standpoint?
3: The U- USC basketball part I'm not too worried <laughs> about. I'm worried. I'm waiting to go to the bank when it's USC football in here, and that's what I'm looking for. If okay. Looking but UCLA basketball, I think that's going to be huge, and I just think that gives us – and I'm going to give Ben credit, whereas, do he's actually doing a, a really good job of recruiting uh, Cali, where he's getting at least on a lot of guys' radar. So that's opening it up to where you get a home game every year. And we could kind of target some players from from that way and, and kind of build those relationships and keep building off that even though it's a big weather change it's still it's an opportunity because Cali got so many players that's D1. We could get so many more guys for football and basketball now just we could catch some of the guys that may be right on the fringe of high major, high major, just sleepers that's, that's got a lot of potential.
0: Yeah, and that's what Deshaun Foster, Deshaun Foster, uh, all-time running back, uh, NFL running back, uh, now running back's coach at UCLA. He said the same thing. He said, I'm looking forward to going into Ohio State now, going into Michigan to recruit because I can tell those kids, like, look, we're going to travel back to your hometown at some point to play in front of your family. Your family's going to travel out to here where you come play um, you know, when those teams come play out here, if, you, if your p- family wants to come, we're playing some of these Big Ten teams are going to be on the Big Ten Network. So I think for USC and UCLA, you don't watch a lot of that in the Midwest and in the East Coast. But now you're on the Big Ten Network. So now you're in the Midwest. You're going to – Big Ten Network is going to air – UCLA basketball. They're gonna air UCLA football, USC football. They want to see Caleb Williams on the Big Ten network because that's gonna get views. And so that's a huge and Fox. Fox is gonna pick up a bunch of those games now because they're like, man, these dudes are in the Big Ten now. The Fox is with the Big Ten. So they're gonna do it. NBC is gonna be like, look, let's get that USC first Ohio State game on it. On we want to bid for that on ESPN. So USC and UCLA will get a lot of coverage now. Um, but yeah, it's it I I'm I was hoping, and I know it might not happen, Bronny might be a one and done, but I'm hoping. Bronny sticks around for 2 years to where Bronny can travel to Minnesota, USC versus Minnesota. Bronny's in the build, and LeBron, Savannah's going to show up in Minnesota. You know, I want to I want to be there for that. And that's when I will ask. I've never asked for a media pass for basketball games, only football, but that's where I'm going to I'm going to sure. flex my media muscle and be like, "Look, look I want to sit right over on, on media row. I want to be right down there in the front. Uh, you know, I, I got to see this live. Uh, but yeah, and, and at that point who knows, maybe Ben has the Fab 5 of Minnesota. And he gets five freshmen to go out there and just get get it done uh, because they all want to play against USC and UCLA as well, or maybe some some West Coast guys. Maybe it's two Minnesota rookies, freshmen, and three you know three from uh, California because you're right, California's a bigger state, way more D1 talent uh, and opportunities, and kids are just going to Fresno. They're going to, but now it's like, hey, I can play in the Big Ten. All right, let me let me let me think about that. Um, one quick one, man, before we get out of here. When you think about Lindsey Whalen, Ben Johnson, I always had the feeling that Lindsey Whalen had a longer leash because of her stardom. Clearly, she didn't. Ben Johnson now is the last of the kind of guess because Lindsey and Ben felt like a package deal. They both were former players, both coaching. Do you think Lindsey Whalen's uh, departure, I guess, maybe puts Ben Johnson out in the hot seat if he doesn't win within the next two years?
3: Uh, I wouldn't say if he doesn't win. I mean, definitely this year he has to just they gotta show signs of improvement. Um and I also think that improvement should happen. I think a lot of people are not looking at last year. They had this, the last two years has been completely new teams each year. Like this is the first year <laughs> you got some continuity. So I think they're gonna do a lot better this year just because now they had a year playing together. They know everyone knows the system is not like the year before we only had Jameson returning. Now, this year we got multiple guys returning, multiple key people with starting experience returning. So, theoretically, I think we should perform better just because that chemistry, continuity, and understanding of what the coach's expectations are. So, if we don't win, if we play, if we perform worse this year and next year then he's – I mean, it's going to be tough for him to, to be able to sell that he's going to get any more time. So, it's just about how they perform this year where you're showing signs of improvement, signs of life. And then the following year, we could keep building off that. And I think it could happen just because we're going to be older. And, we, and that's another thing. We played a lot of freshmen last year. So, now we're playing older guys along with guys who are back for a second year. I think we should be better. But I'm, let's see first.
0: well i'm ron johnson that's damian johnson go for hoops legend uh we'll be back after we're from our sponsors from sirius xm but also we got the daily three coming out it's gonna be three minutes probably or sorry three questions probably 30 seconds each today we're gonna go really fast at the end of the show uh but i want to thank damian johnson for joining me on the hanging ron johnson segment and we'll be back after this Well, Sirius XM is a proud partner with Locked On Sports Minnesota and the Ron Johnson Show. The Twins Hometown Broadcast will be broadcasting the Boston Red Sox game tonight, beginning at 6.40 p.m. You can catch every pitch of the Twins Hometown Broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Twins. The Twins did lose to the Red Sox 10-4, to one game ahead of the Guardians. They have a three-game stretch coming against the Tigers June 25th. June 26th was kind of the time I thought they'd be out of first place. Only one game ahead of the Guardians. I think it might be true. I hope those that went on and bet, if you bet that prop, I don't know if there was a prop out there for that, that the Twins would lose uh, first place by June 26. The prop might pay off. I don't know if, 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 if FanDuel was offering it, but I, th- I hope they were. Well, now we got the Daily 3. That's three questions. About 30 seconds each. Take it away, Sam.
2: Let's talk Twins. It's not great right now, and uh, it looks worse when Luis Arise is down in Miami hitting 398. He's had three five-hit games this season, Ron, and he's the most exciting player in baseball. The guy the Twins uh, got in return, Pablo Lopez, is 3-4 and four with a 4.4 ERA. Did the Twins get fleeced in this trade, Ron?
0: yes yes you don't trade uh offense for not a like if it was Verlander and I, not Verlander now but and I don't know maybe Verlander now would have been worth it too um but not a like legit arm that you know this guy's gonna give you 20 wins like I don't think you trade that that bat was too hot and with Carlos Correa's 50 hits 52 hits or whatever I think that would have been a nice piece of his so at least be competitive in every game and Sonny Gray I mean we know he's been injured but I I just don't like that trade. I don't like it. I, I, I'm always for a guy's hitting 400. You got to keep him on the team. And uh, everybody thought it was great because they got another arm. But now look at it. It, You you, who's fifty hits ahead of uh, the best Twins uh, batter to do the top two Twins batters. You'd have to combine them to even get close to what Luis Arise is doing right now. So no, I, I don't. I don't like it.
2: Yeah, nah, not a good look. Uh, twins clinging to that lead in the AL Central. Uh, next up, Dalvin Cook said he wants to form an epic tandem with DeAndre Hopkins for their next destination. Do you think it's realistic, Ron, that D-Hop and Dalvin will be a package deal?
0: Uh, I'm not going to say a package deal, but I could see him. will Because he said he wanted a four- to five-year deal. He's not going to settle for four to five million. He wants a, a big deal. You're not going to get a big deal if you're following D-Hop. And I think that's where reality is going to meet. Uh, expectation. Mm-hmm. He might have an expectation of what he's worth and what this tandem can get. But the, re- the reality of it is I'm probably more willing to pay D hop than I am Dalvin cook, just because of the way the league's going. If I am bill Belichick, because we've seen him take the visit to the Patriots. He also took the visit to the Titans. The Titans uh, are looking for a-, a receiver, but they're not looking for a running back. They have Derek, unless they're going to move from Derek Henry and I don't see them doing that or unless Dalvin cook wants to be the lightning to his thunder. So, I could see him wanting to do it. I think maybe the Patriots might be the only landing spot for a duo like that right now. Uh, when you go around the league and think about who are, who has room for receivers, but won't take a running back. Uh, the Patriots probably will take both. And so that could work there.
2: All right. Last up. Uh, I know you're a big Dan Patrick guy. I was listening to Dan Patrick yesterday and they were brainstorming Victor Wemben nicknames. What are we going to call this guy after he gets drafted by the Spurs tomorrow night? A couple ideas he had, uh, uh, v Dub, Baby Yama, <laughs> Escar Goat, the Croissant Over Dribbler, like Crossover Dribbler, the Croissant Over Dribbler. What do you think? What do you think about nicknames for uh, Yama?
0: So the Goat one and that Croissant one definitely had to be from the boys in the back row because uh, they yeah. they they are constantly throwing out terrible stuff. <laughs> um, v Dub, I'm guessing might have been either um, it might have been Fritzy or it might have been Dan. I'm just guessing because they usually have pretty normal stuff. Uh, I like V-Dub. I do like V-Dub. Uh, uh, Wimbenyama. It's just, I uh, mean, I don't know. Uh, it, it, that's a that's a tough one. Uh, like Victor Doom, but that's more of a Fantastic Four reference. Victor was the, uh, was Dr. Doom in, uh, in um, Fantastic Four, which meant he could catch, like everything would come to him because he could control metal. So I don't know if that's one. Uh, but I don't know if you want Doom in your name. I don't know if that fits the NBA. I, I can see that fit in the defensive linebacker or DN in football. Uh, but I don't know if basketball wants that. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I do like V-Dub, though. V-Dub, um, you know, I could even see him partner with uh, Volkswagen uh, for, for for sponsorship. So, yeah, I do like V-Dub. But those other ones, the GOAT, when you can't call him the GOAT early, because right now, right now to me, he's Chet Holmgren. He hasn't done anything. So. Yeah. Show show me what you can do. One, stay healthy. Can you make it to your rookie year? Uh, that you're 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 better than Chet Holmgren? Because we don't know Chet Holmgren might be the go. We don't know uh what's gonna happen with these young players. Um, you know, Pablo Bancaro, he might end up, you know, becoming like a Carmelo Anthony type. Uh nobody's gonna be LeBron James, but he might become a Carmelo Anthony type where he becomes like a star in this league as well. So you just don't know. But I, I do like the V dub. I don't know. That's the one that sticks with me. The uh croissant over. That's just that's trying too hard. That's trying way too hard. That's 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 writing way too much into that book. Uh, but I'm Ron Johnson. That's it. I'm actually want to thank you guys for joining us today on the Ron Johnson Show. Remember, you can download us on on XM Radio app. You can download us on Amazon Fire and Roku. Just search Locked On Sports Minnesota. You can download all of our videos. Also YouTube. All you need is the email address. Just go to YouTube, plug in your email address, and then hit the subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button, and you'll get all the videos every time we load them up. But I want to thank you guys. And remember. Please subscribe. Subscribers matter. No matter where you get your iTunes, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartMedia app, just hit the follow and subscribe button. I want to thank you guys. Have a great day.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.